You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 336. Happy Cordney. Oh, and kill the internet. Kill it with fire. And welcome to episode 336 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am... What the hell is going on with the bandwidth, lad? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not downloading porn, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is your phone hooked up to Wi-Fi? Um, it can be. Hang on. It should be, because otherwise this could be a very expensive episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is now perfect perfect well because okay now it is all right all right yeah just just I, think. I guess we'll find out won't we <laughs> <laughs> it'll encourage us to keep the show tight <laughs> so yeah we're having all kinds of who do we know in Atlanta, Jan? He <laughs> gets a bill in two months later. <laughs> oh, no. Not my bill. <laughs> oh. Oh. That would be horrible. Wonderful. This okay. Is, this is why I'm saying. Make sure you're hooked up to Wi-Fi. Yeah, we're having some bandwidth issues, and Skype was being a son of a bitch. And uh, so... Um, like it does. Yeah. Believe it or not, this is actually better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, So that's just where we're at. So that's why I said... Kill the internet. Kill it with fire. Agreed. Kill it till it's dead. Yay! Exactly. We'll have to hear all the whining about crap that's changing. Yay! <laughs> stupid, stupid internet. The internet. Remember when you went to the cons like once a year and they told you what was coming up for the next year and that was it? Unless you went to <laughs> Fireside or, you know, another magazine that was. But frequently I didn't have the money for that because I was buying comics. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, and 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 your options were slim anyway. Because it was like, it was comics interview and comics buyers guide. I think that was about it. Oh, Wasn't back it? back in the day, yes, yes. Before yeah, they were the day. before they were supplanted by Wizard and um, uh, Wizard. Yeah, hmm. Herm. It's like a it's like a Liefeld image comic. It's pretty to look at. Not a lot of substance. <laughs> There's no Liefeld comic that's pretty to look at. Well, he was the hot new artist, you know, all that slickness and such. And then people were like, he can't draw an arm or people with feet. That's a shame. Mm -mm -mm. But but he wears a button fly. He does. He really does. Yeah. That's how, that's, I don't know. That's how I've he never rolls. <laughs> I just so know what? from the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it was the commercial. Uh, whatever, Paul. Yeah. Over to you, sir. And I am Darren Noel, and I am, oh my gosh, I got a lot of stuff done this weekend because I am uh, finishing up a paper that's due Tuesday. Yay. I have presentation due Thursday. I started another class on Wednesday, and I got all my laundry done on Saturday, which is unusual for me. And today... Um, had a friend come over and she was happy enough. She she has a weird hobby, weirder than comics. What? She puts together IKEA furniture for people. She loves doing it. I saw I this on your Facebook. Lunch. Yes. Yeah. I just had to pay her lunch. I'm like I will I will gladly pay a salad for you to build this dresser for me. That's not a question. So I have a new dresser. Yay! And that's where the cosplay stuff is going to grow into. Ah, nice. It, it's beginning to overflow in other places and. Uh, a friend of mine came over, and uh, we um, started to do the massive task of trying to clean up my comic book collection from the last 18 moves I've had, where I just stuffed everything in short boxes and said, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> his he kicked in when he came over, and he's a new comic book collector. He's like, I have to help you with this. I'm like, please do. <laughs> I'm to do it myself. I'm good with this. So, yeah. So, I'm very happy. I got lots of stuff accomplished today. So, That's yay. awesome. Hey, and you know and what? You know what I did? I still, what after all of our talk about which issue we were doing, I still downloaded the wrong one. Oh Jesus! Oh my goodness! 
before before we started recording, we had like a long what ten minute conversation oh. about which issue we were going to do, and Paul keeps saying it's not this one. I'm like, no, really, it is this one. We've done that one already. So yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I I I went and downloaded. To, I went right. the Fatal Five again. So no, it's not Fatal Five. It is two. 32. It's the Clordney Festival. That's right. Oh, I know that, and you know that. And yet when I opened it, there there I was not knowing it again. So, Amnesia lad. It is going to be one of those... <laughs> buckle yourselves in, kids. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It is, it is. And unfortunately, Scotty is in deep sleep. Yes. Because you know he can't keep the eyelids open any longer. He had to. He had to go sleepy by time. Yeah. And Matt, I'm assuming is celebrating Christmas somewhere. Or or Clordney. Or Clordney. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I I think that's the way it could go. Why not? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So we're uh, we're just a few weeks off on the uh, on the Convergence Legion issue. So we'll be talking about that when it comes out. Yes, and we forgot about the Booster Gold one when we talked about it, so we got to pick that one up as well. Oh, good point. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. So we'll uh, we'll we'll check that out as well. So you will hear all about it here. And, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be doing convergence coverage. That's for sure. The next big thing. Woohoo! Indeed, indeed. Okay, so I've got finally got the right darn book in here. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, so we'll get right down to it, and I will, well, we'll get right down to it as soon as it finishes opening up in, in Comic Zeal. Um, all right, and uh, I'll lead us through this, because the phone Your connection. Your sound is better than mine, probably. The, the, the connection, she is awful. It is it is not right. Okay, so um, the cover of this, we actually have the Clordney sign, and uh, this is uh, from Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, still the official title, even after one issue. Uh, issue number 232. Is that correct, Darren? 232, yes, sir. Yes, and... Um, and so we see the Legionnaires on the front. It is a Mike Grell cover, which is always a nice thing. Mm-hmm. And um, we see uh, it looks like it looks as though Lightning Lad has uh, has has got um, Colossal Boy's powers for a moment. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's a, a, a nasty cloud of, of uh, a noxious looking cloud of yellow and green and um, Superboy saying to uh, a about ready to pass out uh, Saturn Girl down Saturn Girl all our powers can't save us from the disease that wouldn't die and, and you know what this looks like on the cover infectious laughs had a little um, you know too much broccoli no could be infectious um, gases some clouds of you know methane behind her in her weight <laughs> poor gassy uh Poor Gassajura. Someone else. It's the heroes of Lalor. There you go. Yeah. So, um, all right. So this one is brought to us by Jerry Conway uh, as writer. Uh, Rick Estrada and Jack Abel are the artists. Liz Berube is the colorist. And Clem Robbins is the letterer. Um, so there are... Uh, 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 Basically, the Legionnaires are aboard a, uh, a 30th century space liner, the Glory of Ganymede. And the love boat. Yeah, and there is a party going on. And, uh, and so we've got uh, Superboy and Shrinking Violet dancing on a flying disc. And she's asking him, hey, what do you think about Clordney Festival? And he's like... It's great. I don't know what it is. It's you know, kind of like us, uh, kind of like us, you know, celebrating like the Super Bowl or something. It's it's. I don't really know what it is, but woo. Um, yeah. So, um, and Lightning Lad says uh, says we're celebrating Clordney Week, Superboy. What else? And uh, Saturn Girl is really getting down. She says, "Do me a fa- do me a favor, Lightning Lad. Shut up and dance." So, um, so Superboy's still like, no, seriously, like I don't know what Clordney Week is. Like, what's going on? 
And she says, it's a festival, Superboy. Didn't you have festivals in the in the 20th century? And he says, sure. You know, and he talks about uh, uh, Mardi Gras in New Orleans, San Gennaro in Little Italy. Ah, yes. And then he slips right across the pond to Guy Fawkes Day. He says, but what's a Clordney? And she says, if you don't know, Superboy, why should I spoil the fun by telling you? Suffer, friend, suffer. Wow. Being a little precious about the that holiday. will be played by RuPaul tonight. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, so she's all quiet about it, and um, there's this one guy who's a little grumpy about it all. And so he comes up and he says, you, woman, you're an Imskin, aren't you? You're one of those traitors to the United Planets. And she says, huh? And so Superboy is all, you know, hey, you talking to us? And uh, <laughs> Superboy is played by Robert De Niro suddenly. Um, and he says, I sure am. I can recognize an Imskin anywhere. You people are threatening to leave the UP unless they give you the right to extend your private space zone another two light years from the Imsk Space Center. Space sector, yeah. Here we go. The beginnings of Venado Bay. Yeah, well, well, this is the beginning of the whole Amiskian Rebel thing, right? This right here, so this becomes a long-standing thing about Amisk and Shrinking Violet. So, yeah. So, um, so he says, "Oh, I call you a traitor, Amiskian. If the UP isn't good enough for your people, get out. Don't be surprised if it means war. Of course, you realize this means war." Um, she calls him an overgrown blowhard and says, I won't even dignify your comments with a reply. And uh, Ooh, snap. Uh, but Superboy says, yeah, but I'm not so proud. How would you like a fat? Oh, and then there's an explosion. And uh, it seems that they're under attack. Yes, they've cli- they've crippled. And uh, so we go to the other ship and it says, we've crippled her, Captain. She's like a big bloody bird ready for the plucking. Avast, oh yeah, avast you lovers, board at my command, take everything you can find and leave no witnesses, understand? On that ship, everyone dies. Uh, you missed the most important part of this page, Paul. There's a Tharoom. Oh, thank you. Close enough. Indeed. All right, so yes, oh, and, and Lightning Lad says, space pirates. <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell by the way the thing shakes. <laughs> it's like space pirates. Exactly. Um, so the pirates are to the port side legionnaires. I can sense their presence telepathically, says Saturn Girl. She says they're planning to board us. And Lightning Lad uh, says, you're thinking what I'm thinking, Superboy? And he says, of course, Brain, but Burlap chafes me so. <laughs> Where can we find rubber pants at this time of night? <laughs> says, I'm thinking we should provide those pirates with a hearty welcome, Lightning Lad. One they won't ever forget. Off they go. So um, she points out this. She she says, and Saturn Girl just can't let can't let this go. She's like, it's, Saturn Girl asks her if she's coming along because the boys may need their help. And she says, I hear you, Saturn Girl, and I'm coming. But it won't be to save him. His kind of kind of pig headed unionist makes me sick. If it were up to me, I'd let the pirates catch him. Ooh. But lucky for him, it's not. Well, well, Violet's kind of come out of her. Drinking violet phase. Indeed. So uh, they say, come on, it shouldn't take so long to to burn through a crummy bulkhead. And um, then a lightning bolt comes from inside the ship. And he says, lightning, that can only be the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, no. Yeah, no time for the pirates to curse the ill luck which brought them to this particular ship at this particular time. And uh, so Superboy is uh, is kicking ass and taking names, and he's just about out of names. Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> um, and uh, meanwhile, inside, um, Lightning Lad is sealing the hole with electrical energy. He says, but there was delicate life support machinery in the wall, and if that isn't fixed, the ship is finished. Unless. That's right, Shrinking Violet. Yep. But she can get real small. And, and yeah, the tight places. Yeah, so she's going to repair it with her Legion emergency kit. I'm not sure where they keep that. Um, you know, Ray Palmer can shrink tools. Why can't the Legion, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, normally they would just te- keep it in the Tesseract chamber in the time bubble. That's true. That's true. In the basement. Um, 
so uh, she gets super small and gets in there and uh, enters the damaged wall. And fortunately, all of the circuitry is color coded. She says, "I only oh, wish." In- so she- and then she says, "I only wish interstellar political problems were as easily dealt with." And, and did she cut the blue um, striped wire with the white background, or the white striped wire with the blue background? Good question. Good question. And uh, and uh, but she's uh, she's got other things on her mind. Yeah. And sure. um, and so it really what it comes down to is Imsk is looking to protect their mining rights in the, in the immediate space sector, but the UP won't let them, so they're threatening secession. Um, just a threat, purely political. Uh, she says, lately so many mining ships have been plundering the asteroids in our area that there is nothing left for our own miners. And that, and so Imsk is very dependent on, on those asteroids uh, for trade, so they need to widen the sector. And she's pretty, pretty into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, Superboy comes in with you know hauling all uh, hauling some of the space pirates. Says there are still several more outside. I'll bring them in. But I thought Saturn Girl would want to start questioning these. So and you know questioning air quotes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Them with her brain. <laughs> exactly. So she says, according to this pirate's memory, he and his cohorts were told to attack his lo- this liner. When and where? And he says, but by whom and why? I said, he doesn't know. But they received a message and a bribe from someone unknown. And they can't figure out why, you know, why now? Um, you know, why, or as a diversion to conceal something else? Like, what's going on? So, but if they could see the other side of Saturn right now, then they would know that a guy who looks a lot like a very tall version of Gizmo from the New Teen Titans is is the guy. <laughs> He's a backpack, a jet backpack. Yeah. So um, so yes, this uh, this this ship around the other side uh, darts from concealment behind the planet and heads toward Earth. Say so they're so busy with their pirate attackers, they won't they won't even know we're here, and that's just how I want it. I don't want anyone to know of our presence until it's far too late. Well, my friend, are you ready to begin your sacred mission? He says to the guy in green. He says, yeah, I am. I will seek out the Earthman, Rene Brand, benefactor of the Legion, and I will mete out justice. He must pay for his crimes. For his crimes, his life is forfeit. Oh, there we go. Conway loved to screw around with Brand. Yeah, yeah, he did. Bye. Yeah, he was all about that. You know, later on, uh, he would. Uh, later on, he's the one who uh, who wrote uh, President of Earth, Kandrew, as being the guy who who took away his fortune. Um, so um, off off he goes. You know, your 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 purpose is a, is as a part of my plan to humiliate the Legion of Superheroes and blackmail the solar system. And so, uh, so the guy is beamed down in in the form of light. And he lands on Earth, um, on the outskirts, of course, of uh, 30th Century Metropolis, Legion headquarters, and all that. Um, so we will return to the stranger in his ominous mission somewhat later. Uh, but at the moment, we have urgent business elsewhere. So here we go: United Space, the United Planets space platform outside the orbit of Pluto. Uh, where we find several more celebrants of the Clordney Festival, among them two boys named Colossal and Cosmic. Um, and they're drinking a toast with uh, with big old pink cocktails. And, uh, <laughs> hey, Cos is wearing the bustier, so... I know. So, uh, actually, I posted something today that was um, over at the Legion of Super Bloggers about whether or not uh, some females like Cosmic Boy's look, and there are people who are not Legion fans at all. It's actually a pretty funny read, so you need to go read that. Very cool, and you can find that cross-posted to our Facebook page, facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Um, anyway, so they're out there with uh, with Colossal Boy's cousin, Roger, and... Um, and so he's out on, uh, uh, you know, he's out there on Space Patrol during Festival Week, and so they thought, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come on and uh, celebrate with you. 
And uh, and then he's like, oh, the family's proud of you. And Kaz says, hey, let's got not get modeling, guys. Festival week is just beginning. Check out my bustier. Oh, wait. Um, he says, Roger, what do you patrollers do for laughs out there in the big dark? He says, who has time to laugh? Off duty, we sleep, Legionnaire, or watch holograms in the rec room. Sometimes we... Oh, we were just about to find out. But no, there's a proximity okay. alarm that goes off. Sometimes I think about going to an all-male sauna in Turkey. No. <laughs> um, something's approaching the platform. Could be a wayward tourist or a ship in distress. But if so, why doesn't it answer? Why isn't it answering the automatic challenge? And uh, oh. they look and they see this this shape. Uh, it's a cloud of of glittering space spores. Or, mm. or if you look at the state of lettering back in the day. A, cl- a cloud of guttering space spores. <laughs> uh, um, remember, never write the word flick in a comic book. Um, don't, don't, do it, don't do it. Yeah. So large in the space platform, swarming this way. Oh my gosh, what could it be? And it gets around the station and it finally covers it. And, and it passes through the solid titanium walls as easily as sunlight moves through glass. And everyone oh. is in pain under the, the the touch of this fog. Then it's gone. This is what, what was yep. that? What was that? I don't know, but I feel Obviously. so strange. Almost un, almost <laughs> unclean. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Had weekends like that. He says, and and Colossal Boy says, "Me too, Cosmic Boy. My head's throbbing and my bones feel hot. What's happening to us?" Do you notice anything different about the control room? Uh, and they learn that they're shrinking. Hmm, interesting. They're shrinking. Hmm, who else do we know that shrinks? Hmm, well, hmm. let's find out. Back to the glory of Ganymede. And we've got... Um, uh, they're 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 basically trying to. Uh, they got they get a message from uh, Colossal Boy saying saying that it's an emergency. And they're reducing to in size and exponential rate. Pretty soon we'll be microscopic. We need help, Garth. We need it bad. No, you know, Paul, you, you got to say it right. It's an emergency. We're going to be really tiny very soon. But you would think of all the people that would be okay with this, it would be the guy who can grow. Yeah, you would think he could compensate for it, but... That's, that's mm. what I'm saying, yeah. Um, yeah. And so they he he relays the situation to the rest of the Legionnaires, and they say an entire crew of a, of a UP space platform shrinking. It's almost unbelievable. And Buddy, the um, the political protester here, says, "Not believe, not unbelievable. It's an act of war. The backstabbing Imskins are behind this. Everyone knows they're able to shrink themselves at will. Now they've turned that power against our own boys." And she says, you can't be serious. And he's all, oh, yeah, I can. And Superboy is not having it. So he, you know, picks him up by the uh, by the front of his shirt and uh, and then throws him at one of the tables. After the guy says, wow. he says, that's enough. And the guy says, I'm not finished. Irk. And he throws him against the table and he says, oh, yes, you are. And that's how you handle Bill O'Reilly. There you go. <laughs> there you have it. Um he says uh, it doesn't take long to make the necessary arrangements, and so in five minutes after there, um, here come the legionnaires. Um, meanwhile, on Earth, there's another mission happening, uh-huh. and Shadow Lass is uh, is uh, hey something gets through the Legion Clubhouse defenses. How could that happen? I know, right? When has that hasn't happened in like ever? good time yeah indeed um she but uh shady's walking around she can sense someone in behind her and she sees an intruder slipping into a darkened room she says if he plans to hide in the darkness he's made a mistake a mistake for on my world talak eight everyone can see in the dark as well as earth people see in the light i'm not called shadow last for nothing after all that's true. She's not. Yeah, she sees a guy. He seems kind of scared, but she says, "You don't have to hide, my friend. I can tell you're upset. If you need assistance," and he uh, he t- he swings at her, and she says, huh, "So much for being nice. This man means business." Um. 
And so he, you know, he he leaps at her, and she says, you know, the only if only if my only ability were night sight, I'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble now. But fortunately, my people believe in the martial arts, and we've even developed our own brand of kung fu. And so she gives him a haya, and um, she says, eh, he's he's too strong to defeat alone. I need the others." And uh, uh, she hits the alarm, and other legionnaires come running. We got Monal, Brainy, and Timberwolf, and they see this dude, and he says, "Where's Rene Brand? Give him to me. He must be punished." I said, "Brand? He may provide the, the legion with financial support, but he doesn't live here." And Timberwolf <laughs> says it. Now he's got his own castle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he says, and if if he did, we'd never hand him over to you. Yeah, easy, Timberwolf. Look at the guy's eyes. He's not rational. <laughs> no kidding. Um, and he lunges at Timberwolf, and um, and Monal yells, "Look out!" And Shady's, "Someone do something!" And uh, he he you know go basically does a blast of uh, heat vision uh, to his shoulder and says, "His skin's smoking, but he's not reacting. It's having no effect." Mm. And Timberwolf is having none of it, so he uh, he gives him gives the guy an uppercut and. Uh, isn't Timberwolf? This is Wolverine. Yeah, I'm yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, really? Yeah, and then uh, he kicks out, he kicks him away, and uh, they said, "You, Bryn, you threw him into the corridor. He's escaping." And and Monel still confused as to how he resisted his heat vision, and they said, "Worry about that later, Monel. Now just get him." So they go after him, but of course, he's hidden. He's gotten away. Yeah. And he sees Chameleon Boy. Interesting that he's looking for Brand and sees Chameleon Boy. Um, of course, later Conway okay. would uh, Conway would retcon him. It was still Conway. Yeah, it was Conway then. I think it was Conway who did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he would of course uh, retcon it. So yes, it was because then Levitz took over, and that was when they were just starting to uh, deal with each other. All right. So. Um, so he uh, he KOs uh, uh, Chameleon Boy and um, and they said oh, the the warning light someone's making unauthorized use of our records computer it must be the intruder. They burst into the chamber and they see that Chameleon Boy has been hurt and he says we really messed up didn't we? If Wildfire was was here, he'd never let us hear the end of it. That's uh, probably true. Yeah, probably. Um, so they say any idea what he wanted, where he may have gone, and they say he if he told us what he wanted. He wanted Rene Brand. My guess is he's learned about Brand's private planetoid, and that's where he's headed now. And he says, boy, what a way to celebrate Clordney Week. Hmm. All right, so we land in in part two, and uh, we're on that space station, and we see the Legionnaires are there um, with all the little tiny new little little Legionnaires. (laughs) Yeah, the legionnaires. Yeah, and uh, so all these poor people shrinking to less than two feet tall. What's happened to you? And um, Superboy says it's unbelievable. It's something Brainiac One would do, but he's dead, and I haven't met him yet. <laughs> yet, but I'll meet him when I'm older, but not yet. Um. 1985, I guess, to be exact, right? Well, I mean, um, as far as him meeting Super... Like, I don't think... I think he was already Superman by the time he met... I don't recall... Yeah, I don't recall any stories in which Superboy met Brainiac. But I could be... I was thinking about the other Superboy, the prime Superboy. Oh, yes. Yeah, Crisis. I'm like, hmm... Not yet. Not old enough yet. Okay, no, well. No, exactly. Um, uh, so, um, Cause says, uh, you know, I wish we knew. Uh, you haven't heard the worst. Some of the scientists here have been performing some calculations. If the shrinking doesn't stop soon, we'll all cease to exist. Wow. Pop. And the title of part two is A Short Way to Die. Mm-hmm. So about 25 minutes ago, a glittering cloud passed through the station, apparently filled with some kind of energy. And, uh, well, you can see what happened. He says, do you have any idea what might have 
might have caused this. He asked Violet specifically. Violet Honey. Um, <laughs> Violet Honey, can you come back here and look in the trunk? <laughs> Name the movie. Name the movie. Come on. No? I, I'm a little afraid. Nine to five. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I know. Just saying. All right. So um, he's kind of, she's kind of offended that he would suggest that she would have any idea. And it's like, um, no, just asking for your help. She says, oh, sorry. I have no ideas. Nothing. So. <laughs> no, I yeah, at all. Yeah. So a, uh, a message comes in from UP command. Um, uh, we told the. We told them we were contacting you. They may have orders. And, mm. uh, and it says, Legionnaires, I've communicated with the Commander-in-Chief, and based on the report from the space station crew, we we have a request. You are to proceed at once to the planet Imsk and there learn the source of the shrinking fog and its antidote. And if the Imskins resist, you're authorized to use maximum force against them. That's all, Legionnaires. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're all a little taken aback. There. Well... Yeah, they should be. Yeah. Really. Um, and uh, they they kind of look at each other wordlessly. Then they look back to uh, to Shrinking Violet, who is clearly shocked and then visib- very, visibly very upset. And she runs off. Um, and so um, we, we leave from there and we go back to uh, the rings of Saturn. And, of course, we see the same glittering fog drifting onward through the solar system. And it gets over to Titan, which is, of course, the home of Saturn Girl. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, you know, nice uh, Aurora Borealis, you know, some nice northern lights. They see the glowing cloud descend, touching buildings, men, women, and children, affecting all before passing on. Oh, Titan never does well, does it? No, no. But it's not blown up in this one. So yeah. I guess I'm... <laughs> it's considered a win, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yes, a world of telepaths, and in one mental voice, they scream. Let's hear it, Darren. Ah! Well, I actually meant the whole anyway. screams, you know, a thousand, yeah, anyway. Um, oh, that's fine, that scream, sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry, Paul, I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yes, yeah, Saturn Girl, uh, of course, has has a sympathetic uh, thing going on here, and out she goes. And they say, "What's wrong with Saturn Girl?" He says, "I don't know." She clutched her head and shrieked, mm. and, and then kind of passed out. You know, it's, and so yeah. so she says, "My people, the clouds reach them. They're shrinking, dying. The fog's moving through the whole solar system. No planet will be spared." Indeed. Yep. So Lightning Lad says, Superboy, what do we do now? And he says, well, we got no choice. Military command is right. We've only got one lead, and uh, we must go to Imsk at once. And so uh, Violet says that she's going to go with, and don't any of you try to stop me. And she says she doesn't have a choice. So meanwhile, we head back to uh, the orbit of Mercury, not far from the, uh, the sun. And a Legion uh, cruiser is, uh, is, is cleaving the ether, as it were. Uh, it says, we read you, Superboy, and wish, we wish you luck. We'd assist you, but we've got a mission of our own. We're on our way to Rene Brand's private planetoid. I noticed they're all calling him Rene instead of Mr. Brand or RJ Brand. Brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what hap- that? that's, that's really informal for them. So That's what happens when yeah. you have a new writer on board, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and he says, so we hope to intercept a crazed assassin. They said, well, good luck, uh, you know, Superboy over and out. And he said, you didn't tell him what kind of an assassin, Brainiac, and how this guy seems immune to our powers. He said, no need to worry the others, Monel. Besides, as far as he can tell, he may only be immune to your heat vision. So um, they, get, they land on the planetoid and... Um, they say, hey, imagine being rich enough to buy a whole planetoid. Brand must have more money than, yeah, laser torpedoes, duck. Mm-hmm. And, laser uh, torpedoes are a bad thing. I would say so. I would say so. Um, so, yeah, so the, it seems that they've taken out Brand's private security force and turned Brand's weapons on the Legion. And they said, can you, can you spot them with your telescopic vision? 
And he says, yes, and now that I see him, I'm going to get him. <laughs> and then they're all, hey, don't grandstand. This has to be a team effort, or or it won't get done. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Brainy's uh, shout is lost in the sound of new explosions. Uh, so Monel ignores it and flies straight toward the source of the laser blasts. Of course, he is unharmed by this. Shachum, shachum, close enough. Go take two drinks, yes, indeed. And uh, so, he, so Monel lashes out with pent up fury. <laughs> He's got a lot of fury. It's all pent up. Yeah. So he uh, doesn't waste his time on heat vision, shall we say? And. Um, you know, he, he he knocks the guy out. He says, "See, you shrug that off, old friend. That blow should leave you stunned for a week." Mm. And, he says, and but the guy gets up and he says, "You're you're standing, unhurt, unbruised, but I felt that blow strike. You're not invulnerable, so how?" And he says, "I'm immune, legionnaire. My body resists physical harm of all kinds, instantly adapting itself to injury or disease, making me impossible to kill." Like most creatures, I possess a system of antibodies which repair the damage to my physical form. Yet, unlike most creatures, my antibodies are not are, my antibodies are cosmically cha- charged. They repair my body instantly, pr- protecting me from death forever. Mm. So this is basically infectious lasses' worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, she's got an arch enemy and doesn't even know it. Exactly. Um, so he says, I- I've heard that, but not even a mutation could change a life form that drastically. So how? And he says, I was destroyed. Destroyed by a group of military industrialists uh, led by your precious Rene Brand. I was destroyed. I and a world of three billion people. We were a world at war with our neighbors. We of the planet Zorma and the insanity of war led us to buy newer, more deadly weapons. Weapons sold by your benefactor and his colleagues. Uh-oh. And one of them was the spore bomb, a biological warfare weapon of terrible power. And um, so this guy was one of the his world's foremost scientists, and he opposed the testing of the uh, of the bomb, but he was ignored. And so it, mm-hmm. it occurred, and the uh, testing occurred on schedule, though not as planned. So, you know, they created this. They're kind of using their people as guinea pigs. And the spore fog should not have escaped the test area, but it did. And it got across the observation platforms and anything in its path, basically. Yeah, one of my pet peeves is on this page. Arrows telling me where to read. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just, hey, do good layout. Yeah, that's all I That's the thing. May May Rickestrata rest in peace, but still. I know. Yeah. True. 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 I, I you know I th- I think sometimes a lot of these things you know, the, it's a layout thing and it can be done. Um, yep. And so within ten core mats, it was over. Every every um, man, woman, and, and infant on Korma, hmm, where they have core mats. Uh, by the way, 10 core mats equals 23 earth hours. Oh, so they're one hour off. Got it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, so he says, uh, somehow my system reacted to the fog by rejecting the disease. I was ill for almost a telling year, but I survived. The, my antibodies uh, altered and able to protect me from any injury of sickness. Now I've come for vengeance for the murder of my people, Rene Brand. And uh, so it's the legionnaires say, hey, that's a tough tale. But even <laughs> if we believe it, we can't let you kill a man without a, tri- a trial. And legionnaires attack. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go after him. And... Uh, yeah. Um, so we go back to the planet Insk, where the commandeered pirate vessel, vessel uh, has made the transition from space warp to reality, only to find itself abosh- uh, ambushed. A ship from Insk hitting us with laser beams. That's no Inskian craft, Superboy. Don't you recognize the lines? We've seen it before. That's the battle boat of Dr. Regulus. 
and with Sunboy nowhere to be seen at this point in the story. Yeah. That's not good. It's weird. Um, so they say, uh, those aren't laser beams there. He rays. Turn the ship before they... And, uh, and in case we weren't sure, um, Superboy points out Regulus, our old enemy, who controls the power of suns, must be bathing us in red sun energy, getting weaker. The heat's so great. I'm passing out. Because, of course, Superboy loses his powers under the rays of a red sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so moaning with impotent anger and frustration, the teen of steel slumps to the, the deck beside his already stunned comrades. Yes. And uh, we get in, and, uh, and when consciousness returns, uh, it first visits Shrinking Violet as her, sweet, her heat-swollen eyes painfully open. Oh, that's not good. I've, I've had moments where I was like, you know, done with the sunbathing moment for like 10 minutes and I felt like a lobster. So I know what she's feeling like. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. Mm-mm. Yeah. So she, she sees Regulus and she says, I was right. You're behind the, uh, this farce. So it's hardly a farce, my dear. The, the, uh, spore fog is indeed reality. Uh, a horror now visiting the entire solar system. It's a plague uh-huh. for which only I have the cure. I intend to send that oh, no. to sell that cure to mankind for a price. None of you can stop me. You're all helpless. And uh, she says, "Hey, you got me in a pneumatically sealed tube to avoid my shrinking powers. Uh, you're keeping Superboy under a red sun. Saturn Girl is hypnotically neutralized, and Lightning Lad is wired to a lightning rod. But how and when did you capture Sunboy? Mm-hmm. And there Somebody he is. The yeah, there, yeah." He says, I caught him first days ago. He's only the only threat to my sun-fed powers, so naturally I've kept him unconscious. His mind, you might say, has been switched to the off position. Oh, God, that explains so much about later years. So much about Sunboy, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, he's not thinking with his brain anymore. He's thinking with the legal head. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he, he says, he's been eliminated, and so have you. Meanwhile, on the brand Planetoid, uh, we see the Legionnaires fighting, uh, uh, fighting their their enemy, and um, and Brainy's thinking, fighting immune the immune is is hopeless. How can we defeat a creature which can't be harmed, which repairs every injury instantly? Wait a minute. That immunity could prove a fatal weakness if I can only get the hope of one very special Legionnaire. Oh no! Yeah, so he gets on his little uh, his his little device, and he says, "This is Brainiac Five on the Priority Alpha Emergency Frequency. Repeat, emergency." And on board the spaceship, it's which is headed Earthward through a space warp. Uh, Regulus is thinking, "I sent this the immune after Rene Brand, so he would encounter the Legion and humiliate them." Brand, of course, but, you know, Brand, of course, is innocent. Uh, while uh-huh. they seek a cure for the spore fog, it's right in front of them, and none of them will have the intelligence to make it's the connection. Water. Yeah, water. <laughs> Not even Brainiac 5. Victims of the spore fog can be, can be cured, but only by treatment with the vaccine. And uh, that's from the immune's blood, of course. He says, a fact known to me alone. He says, I can just imagine their faces when they realize what fools I've made of them. Uh, that's Regulus, all right. Yep. Um, and he says, but, hey, hmm, is it getting hotter in here, or is it just me? <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Yeah, and Sunboy is waking up, and uh, he says, by the prime progenitor, Sunboy, you can't be conscious, you can't be. And he says, but I am, Regulus, thanks to a lady named Saturn Girl. And bickety-bam, <laughs> he lays Regulus out, and... Um, and uh, he says, but she's hypnotized. And he says, you must be, you must stop denying facts. It ain't good for the old brain, boy. And he said, but no, not possible. Not possible. <laughs> Inconceivable. Exactly. And uh, some boy says, would you care to bet? And shut our room. Close enough. Oh, good enough. Mm-hmm. Take a drink. Indeed. Good God. That may be the longest one we've had. That's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good chunk of that page. Um, so for a time without measure, for this isn't, well, you know, this isn't true space, but a reality-twisting sp- space warp, 
and who can say how long a moment lasts here? There is a silence then. Some boy, if it's not too much to ask, we'd like to be free. And he says, oh, yeah, sorry. So, um... So they release the, uh, the the rest of the heroes and uh, say, you better relax, Sunboy. Whatever Regulus did to your mind, Saturn Girl's telepathic shock treatment seems to have restored you. And um, <laughs> and uh, Lightning Lad said, Imra, you're fantastic, even as a brunette. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, she was disguised as Violet. And he says, only a temporary disguise, Garth, and a fortuitous one. If Superboy hadn't suggested an identity switch to protect Violet from possible attacks on her homeworld, I would have been caught in that hypnosis machine instead of her. And then she takes off her wig. Ah, trickery. Says, then I wouldn't have been able to kick some boy out of his trance, and um, Violet says, we get the picture, Emma, don't push it. She says, Violet, what's wrong? And she says, why don't you read my mind and find out? Mm, Awkward. Oh, hello. Yeah. Attitude there with the drag queens going on. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, yes, this uh, move makes us switch scenes again. We get to uh, uh, Brand's planetoid um, as as um, the immune is fighting uh, Monal and Shady. And uh, anyway, he says, uh, "All right, my friend, the masquerade is over. You're nothing but a fraud, not an immune at all." He says, "What? Who? <laughs> hmm. What you talk about, Brainiac Five? Exactly. And there, yeah, there is Brainy. He says, why do you call me a fraud? And he says, aren't you? You claim to be immune to the spore fog, but you're no more immune than we are. Your antibodies can't protect you. Look, you've caught the spore disease and you're shrinking. He says, no, I'm immune. My body fights off every threat, but I'm getting smaller. This this can't be happening. Why is this happening? Why, Why won't my body protect me? And um, he's trying to fight it. Protect the body. Protect, protect, protect. And the body obeys. And pfwoong. Pfwoong. Wow, that's that's a good one. I don't remember too many of those. Um, <laughs> and the, when the fireworks cease, what was that all about? Why was he shouting, says Timberwolf? And what happened to him? He short-circuited Timberwolf. His mind became a threat to his body. When he believed he was infected with the spore disease, his body saw that belief as insanity and took measures to protect itself. Actually, the immune wasn't shrinking. Brainiac 5 was simply getting larger. And that Brainiac 5 was actually Colossal Boy in disguise. Look, they were all about disguising as each other in this. All about the switcheroo in this one. All about it. And, uh, yeah, so he takes off this, uh, this mask and he says, fighting off the shrinking disease made me so weak I can hardly... And, cause, and Colossal Boy passes out, and he says the strain was too much for him, but he'll be all right. Everyone will. I have a fair idea how to cure the shrinking disease with the help of our comatose friend, the immune. So uh, the Christ sends for within hours, a vaccine has been made from the immune's blood and transported through the solar system. Yay! Huzzah! And uh, so yes, we uh, we get we get down to the uh, but but the crisis has passed, but the story is far from over. Um, so we uh, for soon, Rene Brand meets with the Legion, and looks very different. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't look like the Rene Brand we know in the eleventh yeah. era. Yeah, this is a well, or even in the late in the in the rest of the Conway era, or yeah. yeah. Um, he says, he like Dr. Savannah here. <laughs> he does a little bit, doesn't he? Um, just glad you can all come so I could offer my thanks to you all in person, not only for saving me, but for saving mankind. And Colossal Boy, of course, notices uh, Violet walking now, off. Yeah. Like yeah. He, says, he says to her, you've been down all day. Is something wrong? And she says, is anything right? You, you don't seem to understand what happened here today. All the all my friends, United Planets leadership, and uh, and and she says, "Is anything right?" You know, she says, "All my friends, the United Planets leadership, even my fellow Legionnaires, everyone was ready to believe that the people of Imsk were traitors." It makes me wonder about the people I've chosen for friends. I guess I have a whole lot of thinking to do, and that's something I'd better do alone. Wow. Oh. He says, as we yeah, said, 
Well, it's not happy. The story is far from over. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. This is a very interesting ca- character development with her, and this is something that uh, Giffen and the Beer Bombs picked up on. Yep. You know, that... Of course she would leave the Legion when left the Legion, left the UP. She's always been portrayed as being fiercely, you know, loyal to a misc. So. Yeah, yeah, and of course later she would, uh, of course, go off to to fight in their war, and um... and although she didn't agree with some of the tactics they used, I mean, she believed in the war. I believe, didn't she? Uh, absolutely. The thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, this was in the in the war they had against Brawl, and mm-hmm. uh, which would make sense. The Brawlians would try to like maneuver some of those um, meteorites and asteroids their way so they could mine them. Yeah. A little subtle, you know, magnetism power when no one's looking would certainly do that job. So. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what happens here. And of course, uh, in the next issue, we've got the awesome attack of the infinite man, which I actually thought was this issue as we discussed. Uh, yeah. Plus <laughs> princess. Princess Projectra, victim of the final illusion. Hmm. Oh, yes. Not the final illusion. Uh, no, not, not, the, Copperfield? not the final illusion at all. Um, so, okay. yeah, of course, this not was... Not even close. No. This is, of course, not Conway's first ride with the Legion, but we're going to see a lot more of him a little later on. Um, you know, sometime after. Basically, once Levitz finishes, I think Conway comes back and kind of sticks around with the exception of a little sort of back and forth with Roy Thomas until Levitt's returns in 286. Um, but so we'll, we'll, we'll see plenty of, uh, of Conway along with Joe Staten, in fact. Uh-huh. And um, anyway, so um, of course he did the, uh, the Stargrave story earlier, uh, War at World's End in, in 227. Um all right, so I'm just trying, just want to see if there's ah. So the uh, one of the things they refer to um, first off, uh, talking about uh, Jerry Conway, his interest in writing the Legion goes back to the very beginning of his pre- professional career when he submitted some Legion ideas to then editor Moit Weisinger. We doubt that he was able to raid that long buried file for ideas in the Stargrave epic, but the plot was all his. Uh, Paul just sat in on the plot conference to brief Jerry on up-to-date character and plot developments. Um, uh, and they talked about how the, the uh, it was the first month of Legion leader elections, which saw 120 votes pour into our office. And so far, it's been a dead heat between two Legionnaires. We're not saying who the two leading candidates are, but the winner will be announced in 234, providing we don't have to go Ooh. to a runoff election. Oh, no. Not a runoff. Yeah. Florida will decide this one, too, won't it? Indeed, indeed. Um, And uh, they reference uh, Star Hunters again, issue number one on sale July 26th. Oh, cool. Yeah. Star Hunters. um, And uh, and another thing that happens is uh, a Legion Outpost Extra. Um, We get get some follow-up on some of the Legionnaires, Princess Projectra, Saturn Girl, Shadowlass, Shrinking Violet, uh, Starboy, Sunboy, Superboy, and uh, they just kind of mentioned Supergirl in his entry. Um, Tim- Timberwolf, Tyrock, Ultra Boy, Wildfire, and then they talk about the Legion Reserve. Several diverse groups, all of whom can be counted on to back up the Legion, including the Legion of Substitute Heroes, which uh, well, we, we know who they are. Um, so that would, of course, be Polar, Polar Boy, uh, Chlorophyll Kid, Color Kid, Fire Lad, Night Girl, and Stone Boy. Um, the second component of the Legion Reserve are retired Legionnaires who are still on call, and that would be Bouncing Boy and Duo Damsel and, of course, Supergirl. Uh, the final component of the reserve are several individuals who are give either honorary legionnaires or have been given reserve status for a special reason. They are Jimmy Olsen and Pete Ross of 20th Century Earth, Insect Queen, Lana Lang of 20th Century Earth, uh, Ron Vidar, and it says, who is featured in this issue? No, he's not. 
No, he'll, he's not. He'll be in the next issue. <laughs> and, I thought it was this issue too, Paul. Yeah, it, see? See, I'm not the only one who's messed up. And a Kid Psycho, uh, who is, of course, uh, Neil Opril of Hajor. So it says several legionnaires have died in action and several villains have briefly served as members. But this represents the full current roster of the team and simple mathematics shows that that has more heroes than any other team in comics. We hope to get around to exploring all their uh, individual personalities, powers, and possibilities in future issues. So stick with us. The best is yet to come. And uh, speaking of the best is yet to come, back in his own magazine, Aquaman, the stinging saga of the seafaring superhero. Uh, issue number 58 on sale July 14th. This would be around the time of the death of Arthur Jr., if I remember correctly. Oh, poor Artie. Yeah, so, so there we and go. Aquaman um, was never same again no no very bitter after that happened yeah yeah and uh, very cool so there we go happy chlordney everyone happy chlordney it's the day the amiskians decided to throw down the gauntlet (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) totally um uh, fellowship friendship and front remember that Exactly. Let Whatever me just. The heck front is F R U N T. Not the front of you, but the the side of you, the back of you. I don't know. Something of you. Okay, a couple of things. Um, uh, a message in uh, in the mailbag from Brian Wenberg saying, uh, "Gentlemen, big fan of the show. Love the All Star Squadron episode. Ah, uh, yes, ass cast." Um, he says, brings back good memories. I'd like to know if you have an episode where you talk about each of your favorite Legion characters, hero and or villain, and why they're your, your favorites. He says, I tried going through your old... I don't think we've done that specifically. We've talked about, like, we've talked about how I'm a big fan of Wildfire mm-hmm. uh, a few times. We've talked about Scott and his, his Karate Kid thing. Uh, of course, we've talked about Matt and Starboy. I don't know that we ever nailed down your favorite legionnaire. Ooh, what a what a cliffhanger! Let's leave that one alone for now. All right, but that's that, that you know later. what I I think I think we've discussed it somewhat individually, but I think it would be neat to sort of talk about that how we feel about them now because I'm probably sure. especially after Legion lost, not you know I mean I'm still a, a big Wildfire fan, but. Having having gone through some of these earlier issues, there there are other you know other legionnaires to whom I gravitate, and uh, and I think it would be a lot of fun to uh, to to do as a, a discussion. I mean that's a, that's a that's a whole episode's worth right there. Yeah, absolutely, it is like yeah. a, your top five favorites and why. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave this one flagged because we're gonna come back to this. Thanks for that, Brian. I think you've given us. We are uh, totally gonna come back to that. And something else, um, I occasionally, and I'm sure the rest of the guys do get occasionally notes about. Hey, where are those lost episodes? You know, Paul's working on that as much as he possibly can, being a father of two girls who are very active and require a lot of um, share time watching Frozen. So be patient. (laughs) Uh, Lost episodes do get posted um, irregularly, but they are coming as soon as Paul can figure out time in his already packed schedule. So. Yeah, it just, it basically, uh, it, it's it's a very manual process to add those back. And, uh, you know, it was through a big, uh, um, a big uh, WordPress, uh, a w- big WordPress F you. Um, but it, here's a, a simple thing. Take a look uh, at a given episode at the, the link for the, um, for the file. And um, you'll see that basically it always corresponds to the, you know, LOSP. This one will be LOSP 336. So if you, you know, if you take a look at the link for those files, uh, you can you can adjust that and you can hear any of them uh, that way. We would, of course, as you would prefer to just have them go through the regular uh, um, the regular system, you know, being able to 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 uh, uh, download them through your subscription. But that said, if there's one that you want to hear that that you're, that you're trying to get to, uh, that's definitely a, a good way to go. So just take a, you know load up one of the episodes that is on the site and adjust the number for the folder and for the file, and uh, you'll be able to hear it just as well that way. 
and uh, so that's 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 the secret, the technical secret. But yeah, working on getting those, that getting those. You know, I, I I sometimes I'm able to find time where where I can do a bunch of them, and usually I tend to use them in in sort of buckets. And, yeah. Um, As time allows, because you yeah. are a busy person with a life, you know, and we we. We spend all the money we make from this podcast in one place, people. So, you know. Yeah. And that would be nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> no. the, the money we make and the cost of a cup of coffee would about buy us a cup of coffee. Um, cup so. of coffee. It's true. It's true. When, the, when our silver ale smuggling business goes into, like, high production, though, we'll be good to go. Yeah. Uh, or if anyone's got some, uh, some, some really, really good WordPress scores... Uh, skills, scores, scores. I don't think you. I don't think you get a score for WordPress. No skills. Um, WordPress skills. Sorry, this is what happens when you're looking at the monitor for. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, if anyone has some WordPress skills and would like to help out with that, I I could uh, I could talk you through that process as well. So um, so yeah. Oh, um, anyway, moving on to the next bit of feedback. Is Jeff Lemire a Hoovian? Asks Dan Bowman. He says, I listened to your latest uh, podcast on the end of the Infinitus Saga before I read the issue, so I may be way off base here, but he says, did Brainy pull a doctor? He says, in the 50th special, the doctors saved Gallifrey by surrounding the planet with TARDISes. He says, TARDIS I? Um, and he says, and something something. Isn't that basically what Brainy did with, with Ran, only using Zeta beams? I, well, you know, and, and I don't know if uh, if if Jeff Lemire's a Hoovian. Uh, growing up in 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 Canada as he did, I know that uh, that we had access. Uh, you know, we we always had access to a lot of those episodes uh, on on TV Ontario, and um, they were big on the Doctor Who, and that's that's certainly where I grew up watching them. Um, so I, I I don't know, and I certainly wouldn't wouldn't speak for him on that. I, I think that that particular sort of um, tactic it's not that's not unique to doctor who i i would say things like that have been used many times in comics um Mm -hmm. i i can't i can't name a specific one off the top of my head but like that seems to me to be like you know like hey get that that crazy celestial thing to surround the planet to protect it and um and and i would think you know I, i would think we could even find some legion stories where they'd done stuff like that more than likely, they they've definitely done that before. I'm sure. Yeah. I, would, I would have to go, you know, back issue diving. But oh, I'm sure. That they've done that kind of thing before. I mean, White Witch has teleported a planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is why that was kind of a nice callback to the Great Darkness Saga when she did that with High Father's assistants. That That's moment. right. Well, yeah. you know, so 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 yeah, it might even uh, sort of owe a debt to uh, to some of the the Levitt's Legion, and and we know he was a fan of that stuff. Um, but I, I I I feel as though that's a fairly common saw for you know sort of having some sort you know you got some timey or teleporty gizmo, and uh, and and you you kind of put that around the planet. I I feel as though that's that's. If not a very common comic book trope, that but at least one that has been that has seen use. But yeah, it's been done before. Yeah. But that said, you know, that doesn't that doesn't preclude him from being a Hoovian. Um, sure. Uh, you know, and, cert- and he probably is a Hoovian. I mean, honestly. Oh I mean, yeah. It, it's genre, so yeah. I'm sure writers are looking at all kinds of genre stuff that's popular. Um, to see what about that they think works and yeah. see how to incorporate some of that into their stuff. Not that they would, you know, lift it word for word, because certainly there's a big difference between TARDISes and Zeta Beams. Yes. But, you know, Data, Zeta Beams are, and the other does a lot. Yeah, so. Zeta Beams are totally the same size on the inside. Um, well, yeah, they are, they are. Although they have a similar unpredictability, so... And yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but anyway, so no, it's a good question, and it's and and you know, I I think uh, I think it's neat when that when there are sort of these these things that seem like familiar solutions, right? And 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 I think we we talked about one of the things we talked about in um, 
in the episode was how quick that solution seemed to come about. And, you know, it's kind of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fight, 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 and then there's, oh, we got this thing, and boom. We got the magic doohickey. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the Framistat. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the, the gizmo that gets us there, so. It's the amulet of somebody from Buffy, you know, it's always the thing um, that you need to do the thing that you need to do to stop the thing that it started in the first place, so, yeah. That's interesting, and then it's just that whole idea of surrounding the object of attack with the things that will basically repel and or move the things that are attacking it. So, mm-hmm. and and I think you know when you when you say that, that kind of draws it out a little a little further. And so, so I yeah, I don't think I don't think for a second that it was an actual lift, but um, but yeah, uh, I don't think it was a lift either. But I think I've seen that like many times before yeah in some form or fashion like they would build satellites that would protect the planet from you know I, in fact, I was rereading the the jla jsa crossover with the legion in it and in that there was a planet that was being harassed by the the uh, space dragons or something yeah from MS, and prince projector projected a an illusion of their natural predator and then they basically did uh, topography to duplicate that image on the planet to keep the space dragons away. Huh. So, I mean, even that's kind of the same thing. Do something to make the bad thing go away. I, yeah. You know, it's pretty standard. It's not as specific as that, but... No, sure, sure. But, but you know, and, and I, would, I would bet there's even been similar things happening in Green Lantern at some point. Oh, all the time, I bet, in Green Lantern. Come yeah. on, it's Green Lantern. They're always saving planets up in that. <laughs> Unless they've got a yellow bomb in the middle of them, and that's just going to screw up John Stewart forever. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know the the whole uh, moving Oa around I, again. Specifics well, you know. specifics aren't occurring to me, but but the I think center of the universe is always moving, Paul. This is what they say. <laughs> this is what they say. Um, all right, you got anything else? No, I, I think that's it. Hopefully, uh, we'll have a better connection next week, and we'll yeah. figure this out. Absolutely. So, that Skype sucked tonight, kids. Boo, so Skype. Us, if we're a little, you know, talking about the bottom of a pickle barrel tonight. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's you know, like the uh, like like they say, you know, there's there's nothing Microsoft can, uh, can buy that they can't screw up, and uh, I'm sure yeah, all the true. I'm sure all the all the Minecraft fans are are thinking the same thing these days. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure if we pay five ninety five a day to Skype, they'll be happy to fix the problem for us. <laughs> right? So, yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Wait mm-hmm. for it, kids. Coming. So, comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where it's a great place for you to uh, to post some of these tropes that we've been talking about. Um, uh, we are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble and head back to the 21st century and finally have the right year because God knows I got the issue wrong enough times. And we will see you all next week. Working nine to five.